welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. The biggest party of the summer, SummerSlam, is now in our rearview mirror. And Jimmy Uso is still a piece of human garbage. KP, (laughs) stop me if you disagree. The closing moments of tribal combat at SummerSlam, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Is there a more detestable act than what Jimmy Uso pulled? To cost his twin brother, not just his brother, brothers always quarrel, his twin brother with whom he shared a womb, with whom he has shared his entire career. Jimmy Uso stuck the dagger in Jay's back and KP, I'm still not over it. (laughs) And I can understand why. Look, me too. I also can't wait for tonight. Friday Night Smackdown. Jimmy Uso is going to be there, as is Roman Reigns, who's still the tribal chief. I couldn't believe what I was witnessing, Gravy. And I know you were the same. Yourself and Cole were brilliant on commentary, by the way, throughout SummerSlam. But watching this play out, the shock on Jay's face. But also, do you know what the biggest feeling was for me? Here we go. Roman Reigns has never been more in control and more comfortable as the head of the table than right now. Roman's sitting there going, you two, go on, have your little squabble over there in the corner. I'm good where I'm at. But there's also that little bit of dissension now, potentially with Solo after what played out. Well, listen, again, we've known Jimmy and Jay and Solo have certainly had their differences, and that's not unusual. You have brothers, I have a brother. You, You fight, you quarrel, siblings quarrel. We talked about this within the Bloodline story ad nauseum over the past several years since its genesis. But to stab your twin brother in the back in the main event of the biggest premium live event of the summer, almost 60,000 people in the house rooting behind Jay Uso. It was unbelievable at the beginning of the match when Jay was on the, the turnbuckles and he was waving his arms and the entire floor of the stadium was doing it. And I was like, wow, this is such a cool vibe. And the match was what it was. But in the end, the closing moments, Jimmy came out from under the ring like three feet in front of Cole and I. So I think I saw Jimmy Uso's face before anybody else on the planet Earth. I saw it before the camera picked it up. Granted, our monitors were down and I broke the golden rule of watching (laughs) with the monitor in front of you. I was watching the action unfold and I may have been the first person in Ford Field to realize that it was Jimmy Uso as that bandana came down. I I was aghast. I don't think I said a word for like two minutes on the broadcast because I was just sitting there thinking, are you kidding me? This is where we're at. We were all believing. I know speaking personally, and I don't think you'd disagree with me, KP, Jay Uso seemed poised to be the dude. If anyone is going to knock Roman off and be the new tribal chief, it was going to be Jay Uso. And then Jimmy shows up and it all goes up in smoke. And now here we are again. Here we are tonight. Hopefully we get some answers, but what the hell's going on? Is that part of the problem, though, for Jimmy? When Jimmy's on the shelf, Jimmy's taken out, and he's watching SmackDown and tuning in Friday night as Jay is looking pretty jovial on Friday night. Jay's looking in control, but Jay is talking all about becoming the tribal chief and being the main man. So all of a sudden, if you're Jimmy, you're like, wait, is this whole def- you know sign of defiance, is that for me or is it for you, brother? And I think there's a sign of Jimmy going, hang on a second, this isn't about me anymore. This isn't about you defending me. It's about you wanting that crown. So you think it's a jealousy thing? Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, uh, hopefully we get our answers tonight uh, on Friday Night SmackDown uh, when the Tribal Chief and Jim Uso are live and in living color in Calgary. 
May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear. Especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. JP, that's not all we have to talk about. We've got a jam-packed show, quite literally. There's so much that has gone down in the last week in WWE. We're not going to have time to get to everything. We've got Chelsea Green joining the show in a little while. But while we're still riding the wave of momentum from Detroit, what stood, stood out to you most? From SummerSlam, KP. Look, I'm a softy these days, pal. I really, really am. I'm the type of fellow who's crying during some commercials these days. And I'll tell you, that feel-good moment when Cody Rhodes got the big win over Brock Lesnar, that moment when Cody stood his ground, and, he, and, and, and there was a little moment there where Cody said to the referee, I've got this. Do you remember? Yeah. After he gets the win, he looks at the ref and puts his hand out to say, back away, we're good. And Brock walks up and Brock puts his head to Cody. And in that moment, you're thinking, is Brock going to go after him again? No, no, he wasn't. Well, I read, I read an interview that Cody did. I'm not sure what the source was, so I, I, forgive me, uh, where Cody said, I wasn't sure if Brock was going to start swinging. Wow. I was just ready to take whatever was happening, it, whether he earned the victory or not, he was ready to take what came with, with, with the, the win. Um, and luckily for Cody, Brock did the opposite. Yeah, it felt like a graduation moment in a way. It felt like Brock Lesnar, it felt like the story was told. And that full circle moment in that moment itself, that Brock Lesnar's whole beef with Cody was, you're not going to finish any story. You're not going to get near the mountaintop until you go through me. You've got to go through me to get to that point. And he did. He's beaten him twice now. But the way he beat him just felt totally different than in Puerto Rico. It was convincing. It was convincing. Yeah. It, it, it was a, a defined victory. It was a clear cut win, not an escape, not a quick one, as we like to say in the business. Cody defeated. Brock Lesnar, he conquered the conqueror. But there was something different about the face that I hadn't seen from Cody before. Even throughout watching his brilliant documentary that's now available on Peacock, Cody's face, the eyebrows lit up, the smile from ear to ear, his mother watching mere meters away. It was that moment of, I did it. Now I can do anything. And I thought it was really interesting on Monday Night Raw when Cody mentioned that his mom said, did you notice something? Brock acknowledged you. And I'm like, hmm, are you planting a seed here, Cody? 
you plant a seed for all of us to try and catch here. And, and it, 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 was a, it was an excellent moment when Brock lifted Cody's arm, a feel-good moment that, look, I've been with the company two and a half years with WWE, and I haven't been in an arena or at a stadium where something like that has happened, when a sheer killer, a predator like Brock Lesnar decides, okay, no, we're good, you beat me, and lifts up the arm for everybody to applaud Cody Rhodes on that graduation to the next level. And Michael Cole said it. Cody Rhodes has arrived and it felt fitting for the moment. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Someone else who arrived at SummerSlam in the Slim Jim Battle Royal, the man who was our guest last week here on After the Bell and has continued to set the world ablaze, L.A. Knight, earning a victory. I want to chat all things L.A. Knight about Monday Night Raw when we get there, KP. But before we get to Monday Night Raw, because as we know, the train moves mighty fast here in WWE, Looking back at SummerSlam, something else that I took away uh, after the evening on the bus back to the hotel was Ricochet and Logan Paul. Okay. We talked about it here on this show. And in my opinion, Logan Paul was stealing the show. He was essentially showing up and eating Ricochet's lunch live on television and using Ricochet as a stepping stone to whatever it is that Logan Paul wants to do next. And yes, Logan Paul earned the win, albeit being nefarious, easy for me to say, nefarious means as a unnamed Logan Paul fanboy number one jumped out of the crowd and passed some brass knuckles to Logan Paul. Yeah, who the hell was that, by the way? I don't know. I don't know. One of Logan's buddies, maybe his driver, maybe his, his. does, does Logan have a, a backpack guy like Mayweather yet where he just carries a million dollars with him? This guy, this is brass knuckles guy. This guy's only job is to follow Logan Paul around with some brass knuckles just in case. Some idiot, according to Michael Cole. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Some idiot who got paid really well by Logan Paul to carry brass knuckles. So maybe that's maybe that's my next career step. Logan, if you need another weapon carrier, I'll, I'll happily follow you around the globe. Uh, but it's actually Ricochet that I want to talk about from that matchup. Because while Ricochet was defeated, in my opinion, and I think a lot of the WWE Universe would agree with me, Ricochet was a case of a, a guy who came away better in defeat. Because we got to learn more about Ricochet. We talk all the time, and I've probably been guilty of using him as an example on a semi-regular basis of a guy who is physically an anomaly, a mind-blowing athlete, supernatural. You're right. And I am a fan. I had been a fan of Ricochet since the independence. I knew him back then, and I was like, wow, this guy's unbelievable. But we talk all the time here about how just the moves will get you to the dance, but won't make you the prom king or the prom queen. Ricochet now has layers, a layer, more depth to Ricochet because we now know what the match meant to him. We now know he has a fiance whom he loves and holds very near and dear. We now were on this ride with Ricochet against one of the most polarizing figures in all of sports, Logan Paul, where if you were rooting for Ricochet, you wanted nothing more than for Ricochet to humiliate the Maverick, the the social media megastar, and go viral for all those reasons. But instead, I felt for Ricochet. Why? I'm intrigued to know why you, Corey Graves, of all people, were feeling for Ricochet in the moment. Because believe it or not, I'm not a totally miserable cyborg 24 hours a day, only 23. Breaking news here on After the Bell, folks. In this (laughs) crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. That's that's you. (laughs) How do you not feel for Ricochet? Here's a guy who has arguably the most high-profile match of his entire career. This is despite being an intercontinental champion, being United States champion, uh, holding titles all over the world. It's SummerSlam. 
It's one of the biggest events of the year for WWE. You are opening the show with Logan Paul, who is one of the biggest celebrities on earth right now. The pressure was on Ricochet. He made a great showing, had a strong accounting for himself, but he came up short just a few feet in front of his beautiful, talented fiance, Samantha, whom I had plenty of fun with on the broadcast and Twitter got all up in arms as they tend to do. Did you not feel a little something for Ricochet? Did you not go? God, man, I, guy was right there. He was almost yeah. there. He almost had the greatest victory of his life, but in defeat, he became more relatable. I use the analogy Superman. I'm, I'm a comic book guy, right? Superman is Superman. He's the man of steel. Superman is faster than a speeding bullet. He can leap tall buildings in a single bound. He's not human. He is Superman. People fantasize about being Superman and having Superman's abilities, but people don't connect with Superman. People connect with Clark Kent. People don't connect with Spider-Man. You love watching Spider-Man be the hero and save the day and swing through the city on his webs, but people connect with Peter Parker and MJ and the, the, hum, the human aspect of it, because most people in Ford Field or watching around the globe will never know what it's like to be able to pull off a 630 splash. That sort of physicality is amazing, but you feel for the guy doing it now on a level that I don't think a lot of people did before SummerSlam. So while I, again, hats off to Logan Paul, it was a fantastic match. It was a fun way to kick off the night. But for my money, while Logan Paul got the W, Ricochet was a bigger winner from where I sit from a valuable character depth standpoint. And you always say, nobody views this the same way, right? No two people. And you and I are the perfect example because I didn't come away from that feeling for Ricochet. I came away guy. from that. I, no, I came away from You're that. You're a terrible person, Paul. KP. No, you were like, Logan Paul even Ricochet, more. you suck, you loser. <laughs> By the way, spilling the Guinness semantic- all over yourself, just, just enjoy it. You're like, yeah, that's it. I hope you never win again. I might steal your girlfriend. That's how I envision KP. <laughs> was Samantha really wearing Logan Paul's colors? She was. She was. I made the observation. She came to the ring I, looking stunning in yellow. And the next person to walk the aisle was, was Logan Paul in the black and yellow. And I went, woohoo. You know, I'm not, not, I'm not the type to sow dissension. I came away from that thinking, no, I, I, I wasn't feeling for Ricochet. And I, I totally understand where you're going here. But... I wanted to hate Logan Paul even more, and I did hate him even more after that. I hated Logan Paul even more when his music popped at the very start of the show, and I went, oh, he got to go first because his brother's got a fight tonight, and he's got to fly out to go watch his brother. Who also won. And I'm like, that's what the WWE Universe are thinking. Who also won. <laughs> Don't gloss over this. Don't gloss over what the Paul brothers did. <laughs> yeah, because Logan Paul kicks off SummerSlam beating Ricochet. And a few hours later, Jake beats Nate Diaz in a boxing match in a different part of the country on the same night. My God, back to my initial statement, Logan, you need somebody to carry your brass knuckles or whatever it is. I mean, maybe I can get one of those helmets that puts prime in it and I'll just walk around and and pass it. I'll be like a water boy. I'll be a prime boy. You'd be a handsome water boy. You'd pull it off. You know, I got to be good at something, right? But I'll tell you, man, for him to cheat the way he did, cheap shot, brass knuckles, all that stuff, get the first match of the night fly off to see his brother. It just made him so much more hateable. He is the he is the most hated WWE superstar right now, bar none. Would you agree? Uh, I don't know that I would disagree, but I will justify it by saying you hate him because you ain't him. 
Because there is not a man on God's green earth that wouldn't swap spots with Logan Paul in the blink of an eye, and you cannot convince me otherwise. He's young, he's rich, he's handsome, he's a fantastic athlete. He's got the world by the uh, proverbial gonads, you know what I'm saying? Fiance's on the front of Vogue. Yeah. You know, just got engaged there a few weeks ago. Life is good right now for Logan Paul. Life is also really good right now for EO Sky. Congratulations, EO. Becoming world champion. Over the weekend, WWE Women's Champion, that is. Cashing in, were you in any way surprised? Because I don't think I was. Bianca was Bianca was all out. Her knee was done. Well, in the moment, I was shocked. I, I didn't expect EO to pick that moment. From the view at 20,000 feet, it was exactly what EO should have done. She did. Bailey was there clearing the way, swinging the briefcase like a maniac. And, uh, and new WWE Women's Champion, EO Sky. Definitely a moment amongst... Many moments at SummerSlam, but the momentum KP did not slow down in any way, shape, or form because by the time Monday Night Raw came around in Minneapolis, man, the more things change, the more they stay the same. There still seems to be turmoil in the Judgment Day. Uh, But you mentioned Cheap Shot. You kept saying Cheap Shot in reference to Logan Paul. How about the Cheap Shot from Shinsuke Nakamura heard round the Monday Night Raw roster taking out the world heavyweight champion Seth freaking Rollins? So I love this from Shinsuke. I love the fact that each and every week we are seeing a more and more pissed off Shinsuke Nakamura because he's been Mr. Nice Guy, right? The term that Bronson Reed calls himself, which clearly he's not. But Shinsuke's been that good guy. He's been that that guy going along with the, the you know the show each and every week. Yeah, I've got to match this. That. No, he's like, I'm sick of this. Everyone's getting involved in my business week in, week out. I'm Shinsuke bloody Nakamura we're talking about here. And Shinsuke's just injected himself into the storylines and he's inserted himself in a, in a way in which we can't ignore. And now Shinsuke, congrats fella, because you've got the attention of Seth freaking Rollins, the world heavyweight champion. And as we've seen with Seth, you can kind of poke the bear here a little bit as Finn Balor did, get his attention and that might get you an opportunity. Shinsuke, we, we left Monday Night Raw and you and I will get to this in a moment, watching from the comfort of our own homes on Monday. Uh, but we, we, we exited that show going, holy crap. That is a side of Shinsuke Nakamura I want to see more of. Would you agree? You're absolutely right. Because KP, I'm a guy who has been a Nakamura fan for years and years and years, predating his existence in the WWE universe. Full disclosure, when I was in NXT and I was still competing, I would watch Nakamura and try to think of how I could steal things or borrow oh, things. Yeah? I was I was captivated by the King of Strong style. And, you know, far be it for me to recommend anyone do their homework or research and actually learn about the business Check out some old vintage King of Strong style Shinsuke Nakamura. Wrestle Kingdom. I know I'm not supposed to say all these words, but Google it, YouTube it, look it up, find it. At that point in his career, for my money, Shinsuke Nakamura was the coolest sports entertainer on God's green earth. He was mesmerizing. He just functioned on a whole. It was like Shinsuke was just in his own world all the time. We've seen glimpses of it, even when he got to NXT. He had a lot of that same persona. I would love to see a return to form of sorts for the King of Strong Style, that killer Shinsuke Nakamura, that guy who was just so almost like Gary Oldman in uh, what's with the professional as a villain. Do you, do you know the role I'm talking about yeah, where he's yeah. just he's listening to, to classical music while committing dastardly crimes against humanity, sort of that sick demented that's the shinsuke i want back and if that was what we got a a signal from monday night that that's the shinsuke we're going to get in the future man we win 
And Seth Rollins better be careful because that Nakamura is the best Nakamura. And I think if the WWE universe gets eyes on that Shinsuke, the true classic King of Strong style, he will transcend in a way that he is not yet here in the United States. I think Nakamura has that in him. It left me salivating, left me wanting much, much more. Look, you're talking about two of the best entrances in WWE as well, in, in Rollins and Shinsuke right now. The other one, you could argue, is LA Knight. When that music hits, LA Knight, man, the crowd absolutely love him. What did you make of the confrontation between LA and The Miz? I loved it. I loved seeing LA in the ring with The Miz, but probably not for the same reason that a lot of the WWE Universe enjoyed it. There is no denying LA Knight is red hot right now. We had him on the show last week as one of our highest rated episodes, most downloaded episodes ATB has done in a long time. It is genuine. It is organic. And it is real. This isn't some manufactured hysteria. This is real. The people love LA Knight. I love LA Knight. You love LA Knight. So what I'm about to say, I do not mean as a shot at LA Knight. But what I loved about seeing LA and The Miz share the ring on Monday, my takeaway was that as red hot as LA Knight is, there's still work to be done. You know, I'm a big baseball guy, so I'm going to make a baseball analogy here. This was like taking your top AAA prospect who's been hitting 40 home runs in the minors for the last year or two, and and you know that once he gets on your major league club, it's going to be a game changer. He's going to find his footing and he's going to help the team. But that same major league prospect in their first game on on the major league level has to step into the batter's box against a Justin Verlander, against a Max Scherzer, against an all-time great. And that's what the Miz is. And what we saw out of Miz was something we only see once in a blue moon from him, just almost as a reminder. It's like every six months or so, Miz goes, I got to remind him who I am, what I'm capable of. And Miz was spitting fire, man. It was magic what was coming out of Miz's mouth. Miz's words were so sharp and so on point. I don't want to say that He outgunned L.A. Knight, but I do think it would be wise for L.A. Knight to do a little introspection and look a little deeper into his own arsenal, because now you are in the deep end, chock full of great whites. You got to the dance. You've got everybody's attention. But for my money, Miz was just a half a step ahead of L.A., I wanted to see L.A. not miss a beat and fire back. I wanted fire from L.A., but he still was doing his cool guy thing. And then he talked about his journey, which was awesome. It was captivating. Nobody lost in that segment. Miz reminded the world that he was money. L.A. said, hey, invest now because there are big things coming. I think it was a win-win for both superstars. But I think after talking with L.A. here last week and knowing his work ethic and how seriously he takes things, I would say this to his face directly. You were in there with one of the all-time greats on the mic. You held your own, but you didn't win. There is still more work to be done. And that to me is exciting and it should be inspiring for LA Knight or any other superstar coming down the pike who thinks, okay, I've got a golden tongue. I, I'm, I can stand in the ring and hold my own with the Miz. Be careful. But isn't that a microcosm of the entire LA Knight story right now? The, that... This groundswell of support is because he is that guy that's progressing through the ranks because he's worked so hard and he's never, ever, ever given up, right? So even in that moment against The Miz, I had that feeling too. I'm with you. But there were moments where LA Knight put Miz in his place and I'm like, there you go. You got him. You got him. When he said to him, because you're safe, that hit hard, man. 
that was a moment that I'm sitting at home going, Ooh. oh, it was it was juicy because he's onto something there. He's onto something. Miz is safe for the company, right? There's a point there where you get beaten down, you get bullied, you get kicked out of the locker room for for spilling chicken on someone's bag. All those things that are true stories. Yet the Miz is still there because the Miz will do whatever it takes to be there, right? To stay there. And to LA Knight, he sees that as safe. Whereas he'll he'll make the argument that he's not. You know, he'll he'll absolutely go against the grain at times. It's a matter of perspective. LA Knight said, Oh, you're safe because and LA Knight meant that as an insult. I can't say that he's wrong. However, devil's advocate, as I tend to be, Miz being quote unquote safe is one of the many reasons he is where he is. And that is not a negative. And when he says safe, that does that mean, look, Miz is one of the hardest working guys in the business and has been for a decade plus. Miz has, is a, I think two times over grand slam champion. I mean, Miz's resume doesn't need any alterations or, or fluffing up. Miz is the genuine article. People have come, people have gone. That's not the first time somebody's come at Miz with those same accusations. And guess who's still here? And guess who's not still here? I'm just saying, I'm curious to see how it all plays out. Is is LA Knight going to become the bona fide cleanup hitter for the major league team? Or is he going to come up here and encounter the greats and fade away into obscurity or take a step back or realize, okay, maybe I'm not who I thought I was. Only LA Knight can make that call. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Gravy, one more superstar that we have to touch on that is on a rapid rise right now, and rightly so, and you and I absolutely love everything this fella is doing, Kaiser. Ludwig Kaiser and that promo backstage with Maxine Dupree and then Otis steps in, for me, was arguably the best part of Monday Night Raw, just from a sheer entertainment standpoint. Kaiser's on another level right now, the way he's delivering. When we were having our pre-production meeting here before we sat down, I was so excited that you brought that segment up because I was about to do the same thing. Ludwig Kaiser has been a piece of the Imperium machine. He has been the perfect set dressing on the, the main event that is Gunther. But after seeing what I saw on Monday, I am going to make a bold prediction right here, right now. Ludwig Kaiser, sooner rather than later, should be a main event player in WWE. I'm not expecting expecting it to happen overnight. I'm not expecting him to be the one to knock off Gunther or anything of the sort. But he was so captivating, entertaining, eloquent, and all these other adjectives that I can't think of off the top of my head right now. But watching him interact with Maxine, Ludwig Kaiser felt like a full-blown movie villain. Jeremy Irons in Die Hard. Uh, that that foreign, handsome, eloquent, and he never yells. He's cool and calm and collected, but he's getting under your skin and his facial expressions are so dead on. I was sitting on the couch with my wife and I said, this guy is amazing. And, and she doesn't really even know him that well because, uh, you know, Mel has been off TV and, and off the road for quite some time since he's been on this, this rise. I expect big things out of Ludwig Kaiser in the not too distant future because man, that dude can do it all. Put it this way, Gravy. If you could invest like you wouldn't have stuck in a superstar, right? The price you'd get Ludwig Kaiser at now versus say some of the main eventers would be significantly less, but it's a smart investment, right? Is that a fair way of putting it? I like it. I like it. Get in now. Early adopters. That's what we, we in the marketing world 
are looking for. Early adopters of the Ludwig Kaiser phenomenon that is awaiting. I mean, I don't want to put too much undue pressure on the guy. Obviously, he's still finding his footing here in WWE, but I do expect fun, entertaining segments from Ludwig Kaiser regularly now. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility to say, yeah, I I expect that from him all the time. And then awesome in-ring matches because Kaiser is a European wrestling royalty, second generation. Ludwig Kaiser is as good as we say he is from bell to bell. He he might be from a technical skill aspect, top 10 in WWE. I don't think I'm, I'm out of line saying from a technical perspective. It's the facial expressions. It's the disgusted looks. It's the way he moves, how regal with his hands folded behind his back. I I could go on for a little while longer, but uh, I don't want to get us in trouble with our guest, KP. I intended on talking about how excited we are to move to Friday Night SmackDown. It all starts tonight. If you're listening, KP and I joining forces with the greatest of all time, Michael Cole. We will be the new voices of Friday Night SmackDown. I cannot wait. I actually was going to talk to you about it today. I'd rather table it. I want to wait till next week after you, KP, have the experience of sitting in a booth for two hours with Michael freaking Cole. I want to ask you then. I don't want to know now. Michael freaking Cole, but also Corey Graves. Hang on. It's it's still you. You're Corey Graves, right? To many people, you're the greatest of all time at what you do. And in time, you may be widely regarded as the greatest of all time for most people. So to sit next to you guys, it's going to be an absolute honor. I'm nervous. I'm excited. But bring it on, man. Really looking forward to it. No doubt. It's going to be a good time, a nice change of pace, a good change of scenery in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, That was a little reference to someone that our guest may be somewhat familiar with, but I don't want to keep her waiting any longer lest we suffer the wrath of one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions for now. Ms. Chelsea Green. What a joy it is. We've got Tag Team Royalty with us on After the Bell. Chelsea Green joining us with... uh... Is that your championship around your shoulder in the car? That sure is. She comes with me everywhere. She is my most prized possession at the moment. And um, while we're introducing me, I do feel like you could give just a little more pizzazz to that introduction. It's a fair point. Yeah, KP, you really got to work on your pizzazz, man. It's a fair point. All right. At this moment in time, it is our honor to welcome royalty to After the Bell. It's a shame it's only one half of the tag team, but what a half she is. Please, ladies and gentlemen, all bow for Chelsea Green. Wow. That is more like it. That is that is what I deserve. You know what I mean? Especially considering um, I may be one half of the WWE tag team champions. But um, I believe after this past Monday, I am now the tag team champions. So here it is, boys. Take a look. We've got, we've got double the jewelry. One woman, two championships. That's right. Oh, my goodness. It looks wonderful. You wear it extremely well, but I've got to ask. Uh, obviously, it became public knowledge this week that your tag team championship partner, Sonya Deville, out with a knee injury, going to be out indefinitely. Uh, tough break for the both of you. What was your reaction when you received the news that Sonya uh, will no longer be able to uphold her end of the deal? Well, here's the thing. We have had a great run. We've become very, very good friends. But at the end of the day... This is the wrestling business, okay? Not the wrestling friendship. 
So I'm going to take these beautiful championships and I'm going to be on my way onward and upward. That's all we can do from here. So is there like a rule book? Is there a set rule that when you're a tag team champion and somebody gets injured of how things have to happen, were you presented with any options by management or did you kind of have to call an audible on your own? Do you really think Adam Pierce is taking the bull by the horns? It's, it's Adam Pierce. No, I have gone ahead and contacted my lawyers. Um, and I have contacted management. I've let them know they're not going anywhere. Okay. They're not going anywhere. And if they are going somewhere, they're going to really, really have to uh, put up a fight because at this point in time, they're coming everywhere with me. Nobody's touching these. Do you know how hard I work for these? Eight years. Eight years I have been fired and rehired from this company. They're not going anywhere. Are you out shopping right now? Like, are you you going (laughs) into stores with two championships around either shoulder? What is going on right now? Why would I not? Well, how are you going to shop? How are you going to carry all those bags with championships? It just doesn't make sense, Chelsea. If you bought a beautiful Rolex, would you not take it everywhere with you? That's it. And she didn't even buy the Rolex. She won the championship, KP. Come on, champion's mentality. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, You're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, 
all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. So Chelsea, you alluded to it briefly. Eight years it's taken you to get to this point, and it has been quite the roller coaster. Uh, You have been with WWE, released from WWE. You've made your name for yourself all around the globe with different companies. Talk to me a little bit about the mentality that has gone into becoming Chelsea Green 2023. Well, the funny thing is, is that as you're figuring out who you are and figuring out how you fit into this crazy, crazy world of WWE or just wrestling in general, you you just kind of slip into what works. And, you know, I've gone through so many different evolutions and eras of Chelsea starting in 2014 when my independent name was Jada. Um, that it, it, Jada? It's, I, I didn't know that one. That was, yes, I was not that familiar is like, with Jada. No, was, that's was that a little a, tidbit of information that we do not like to share because it's a little bit embarrassing. Um, Jada only lasted about a year, but she was the beginning era, the, you know, the newbie era of, of Chelsea. And I feel like I am in the best era yet because I am who I am. I am, I am me. This is me and it's take it or leave it. Wait, did you listen to last week's episode of, of After the Bell? I mean, because there's so many parallels, Gravy. You hearing what I'm hearing? Between LA Knight realizing what works, Chelsea Green saying a lot of the similar things here. And you know, we have a similar story. LA Knight and I have crossed paths in different worlds. Just saying. Dummy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was a that was a deep cut for those that know KP. Uh, Chelsea, was there was there an aha moment uh, in your career when you went, "This is who I am. This is what works." And, and because it's very difficult, we talked to LA Knight ad nauseum about it. How he was able to maintain his authenticity. Was there a moment in your career where you went, "This is who I am, and this is who I'm going to be, regardless"? So when I first started wrestling, I didn't know what this world entailed. I didn't, I just thought it was wrestling. I was just trying to learn moves and things like that. And I really, really felt the most comfortable with myself when I was the very first version of the hot mess. And that was barefoot in a dress with makeup all over my face, because that was the first time that I realized wrestling is is so much more than wrestling. We want, we want amazing stories, amazing characters, personalities. We want, we want promos. We want to connect with whoever is in the ring in whatever way that is. And me being the jilted bride that was the hot mess was me exploring every single other version of a wrestler and not actually wrestling at all. And that felt so me. And, and I mean, if you spoke to my family and even just like, you see, you can see it on my face. I'm very, very dramatic. I'm very much like a theater girl, even though I've never done theater. And, uh, and so I, I realized at the age of, I mean, like 28, oh my gosh, I got into wrestling, not at all for the moves and jumping off the top rope, but to be different versions of me and to, and to explore that. 
That's weird. It's almost like a psychological experiment. You get to be who you want to be and show it to the world. And if that doesn't work, you get to put on a different dress and different pair of shoes. And ironically enough, when the first time Kevin Patrick actually had that aha moment, he was wearing a dress and no shoes in the hotel. Exactly right. And we were having a great conversation. But it's led to great I, I can see that. I can absolutely see that. And that's why we get along so well, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's only taken you two and a half years to bring that up, Gravy. That was week <laughs> one. You know, look, I, 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 take, I take the secrets to heart. I'm like a vault most of the time until I can exploit it to make someone else laugh. <laughs> and then it's all bets are off. <laughs> I really want to know, how, how did you get into wrestling? Where did the interest come from then? I mean... It's so crazy because everyone in my life is a diehard wrestling fan through and through. My sister used to watch wrestling when we were growing up. Um, We used to sneak upstairs in like third to fifth grade and watch it. But of course, a lot like many other wrestling fans, I fell out of out of love with it because I thought I outgrew it, which ironically, I I never outgrew it, clearly. Um, But I was going to school for kinesiology in, in Calgary and a match came on, and I believe it was it was um, Trinity versus Naomi versus Nikki Bella, and I started watching it, and I googled how to be a WWE diva while I was doing my kinesiology homework. And what do you know? Not seven minutes down the road from me was Storm Wrestling Academy, and oh, I oh, it was super local. Yeah, it was it was right down the road for me. And I just had this weird gut feeling like it's seven minutes away. I feel like this was meant to be. And I, I, I got in the ring for the first time, maybe a week after that. And I was in love with it. The minute I saw the wrestling ring, I was like, oh, my, I don't know what it is about this, but I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Was there ever a moment when you were going through training where you thought, eh, you know what, maybe I don't love it this much? No, but I will say the injuries have have definitely made me second guess it. I think I broke my nose in the ring on week three, which also led me to have cheek fractures. Um, And then I broke my collarbone in India on my first kind of tour away from home. I was in Japan, got sent to India. I broke it live on a show in front of about 70,000 people. Um, and then from there, obviously, the WWE Universe knows about my my little old wrist that just kept breaking. So those are the only moments that really make me question, you know, my longevity and and what do I want out of this in terms of, I want to be able to hold my kids, you know? I, I want that for myself. I want to be able to walk and run and play. and so. Those are the only moments that I've sat in bed thinking, what the heck did I get myself into? Well, you've touched on, we've touched on your journey, Chelsea. And now back in WWE, I must ask, what was your biggest goal and motivation when you knew and found out that you were coming back to WWE? Because we've talked, Gravy and I, about how you've made the most of those valuable minutes that you've gotten on television since coming back. So give us a sense of what the feeling was pre-coming back to WWE. I just so badly wanted them to let me be me. Let me be my authentic self in the form of coming up with characters and coming up with my own promos and my my punchlines. I didn't get that freedom my first run. And maybe that's because when they gave me an inch, I didn't take the mile. But this time, it was all bets were off. You know, like, 
what's the worst that can happen? I'm released. I've had that happen. That already happened. So it, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid to try something ridiculous because the worst they can do is say, okay, stop being so extra. Let's reel it in, which they've told me week after week. And I still do it. I still am the most. Have they? Yeah. Ask for yeah. forgiveness, not permission. Yes. And I didn't do that the first time. And now I'm realizing, okay, I'm at a point in my career. They can just tell me I was wrong after I did it. I like that. And for anyone out there who's curious, kinesiology, I've had to Google it, right? The study... <laughs> of body movement. I mean, I just needed to check it out to know for sure. You can't be dropping something like that on the show here. Don't pretend gravy that I'm the only one, right? And I know you out there, Bob and Sarah, you know who you are, are currently Googling kinesiology, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a mechanics of the way the body moves. And at the time I was like a, a personal trainer wanting to be an internet trainer before internet trainers were a dime a dozen. And so I was going to get my degree in kinesiology. But let me tell you something. I dropped out of school twice and then became a wrestler. Nice one. Hey, Chelsea, real quick. Have you a beef with Corey Graves at all? Because you should, right? Because it looked like yourself and Carmella were going somewhere special. And then Corey decided to intervene, didn't he? Corey really did intervene. But you know what? I would would really give him a piece of my mind if I wasn't holding these beautiful, beautiful championships, knowing that everything happens for a reason. There you go, KP. Look at you trying to stir it up, trying to cause dissension between the two CGs. I can't help it that I'm like Wayne Gretzky when it comes to to making human beings. All right? (laughs) I don't miss, KP. Wait, we love a hockey reference. We a Canadian girl loves a hockey reference. See, CKP, you pander to the guests. You don't try to outshine them. <laughs> I, oh, I, you man. mentioned you mentioned being an internet trainer. Would that have anything to do with someone close to you and their success as an internet champion? Let me tell you something. This guy, this husband of mine, is unbelievable with the things that he comes up. But he does he does help me. But um, we like to keep our work separate because he tends to go a little off the uh, rails with his internet, um, his use of the internet. Shenanigans, his antics. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He goes a little too far uh, left or right, and I have to just stay in the middle and coast. I, I was telling Kevin before we started recording today, I think I have lost more matches to your husband than anybody in the history of my career. Uh, those, really? those live event loops will do it to you. Yeah. I, every, every weekend for about four months, I was, I was staring at the lights under the, that's uh, really the funny because champion. other than you saying that most people say the opposite, right? That he was right. on it's live a event. Distinction. I'm not saying I'm proud of it. I'm just saying it is what it is. I've, there have been two people who have beaten me like beyond comprehension, like numbers of times Gangrel being one of them, the other, your husband uh, all over the globe. I, I just, my, my, my two guys, I could never, could never seem to get past. Oh my gosh. That's so, that's such a great piece of info. <laughs> Chelsea, it was a pleasure meeting Matt for the first time. We were at the Cody Rhodes documentary and I'm sitting next to Matt. You're over the other side. And I tell you what, Matt's a big fella. He's a scary looking guy, you know, a big human being. But he was sobbing away during the documentary, as was I. Meanwhile, you're as tough as nails next to us. <laughs> I don't, this is, this is the thing with my relationship is that I am not only the alpha of my household and my relationship, but I also am an ice queen and you will not catch me crying. You will really? not, you will not, ca- I am so dramatic. And then if someone cries in front of me, I'm like, Ur! I, the, I cannot do tears. Wow. Nope. 
I know. I know. Wow, she locks it down. Yeah, it, it won't the happen. Ice Queen Chelsea Green. That's got a nice ring to it. Come on, oh, there you I go. I like that. I like Hashtag, that. Hashtag, we're going to use that. Hashtag Champ Chelsea. This is why this is why they pay me the big bucks and they should pay me more. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a marketing whiz. I was thinking more Regina George, but Ice Queen works. <laughs> wow. Wow. KP, you are just insulting our guests. Yeah, and- he's he what he's trying to say is that I like pink. I'm great at picking out outfits. I have great hair. Um, and I keep secrets in that hair. That's what you meant by all That's of why that. Your hair is so big. It's full of secrets. That's You're not right. going to get a mean girl's reference past old Corey Graves. It sounds like Chelsea's on the same wavelength. Chelsea, I, I hate to ask this question, but it's been in the back of my mind since you hoisted the second of your two tag team championships over your shoulders in your personal vehicle, the sign of a true champion. Are the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships cursed? Great question, Corey. They were cursed. Past tense, I am now the woman to change the trajectory of these tag team championships. They are no longer going to be cursed. Actually, I have also gone ahead and bought some items to sage them. Oh, so you will be seeing that on TikTok. Don't worry. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna make a new path for these bad boys, and um, I think I am the perfect woman to do that. You'll get no disagreement from me. I think it's fantastic. We we talk a lot about the we've had Liv and Raquel on the show in the past, and how eager they were to rebuild the tag team division. And it seems like every time somebody takes hold and says, "We're going to be the ones," we're going to be the ones. Uh, catastrophe strikes and here you are sans partner but still champion i admire i admire the mentality chelsea i admire the mentality of a champion who says it stops with me i will be the hex breaker i'm the one but is it all talk is it all talk come on let's be honest chelsea like there's been six different champions this year chelsea what makes you different no what makes me different is i'm about to um I'm about to take them on a whole different journey. Okay, honey. I might even rename them. They might even be the undisputed, unified, world heavyweight women's tag team champion. No S. The I like it. UUWWTTC. The Utuskut. The Utuskut. Yeah, I think that that's what we will do. Um, You know, I just have to get Adam Pierce to sign off on a quick little memo stating that I can do that. But that should be no problem. Considering he signs off on on so many other silly things. This is like something that he really should go ahead and, and sign off on. So, well, Chelsea, it seems like you're enjoying your time as tag team champion. What is on the horizon for Chelsea Green? What else do you look to accomplish in the near and even maybe more distant future in WWE? I mean, really, I would love to be a one-man band and and defend these bad boys. But with that being said, you know, someone has to come to me and present me with a worthy opponent. Because at this point in time, truly, the titles are around the waist of the only worthy competitor, which is myself. So I'm going to need to see the women step it up in the division and, and prove to me that they deserve a shot at even stepping in the ring with me. Because I'll tell you what, I am not even going to put on a ounce of deodorant in the morning if they're not worth it. Okay. 
I'm not getting can't out of bed. Have a stinking ass champion, KP. We no, can't no, no. Have... I'm I'm naturally my pheromones are very smelling, but I will not get out of bed. Oh, we lost her. <laughs> did we did we hear enough? Chelsea's just done. Uh, like... <laughs> she hung up on you, KP. She... <laughs> what the hell did you do? We were in the midst of a wonderful diatribe from Ms. Chelsea Green regarding deodorant and pheromones, and it was getting very interesting. It was it was crossing borders. Uh, yes, it was. I, did Chelsea Green just hit us with the Irish goodbye? I think she did. I think she she just bailed on us. Not surprising. Chelsea, I would personally like to apologize for the technical mishaps. I assure you the management has been contacted. I sent a very strongly worded email and a follow-up text. If it suits you, please continue your thought process. You were about to tell us about your pheromones. Before Adam Pierce clearly infiltrated my phone, he was obviously angry at, at what I was saying about his management style and skills. Um, what I was saying is, first of all, I have beautiful pheromones. Um, but I will not, I will not get out of bed. I will not brush my teeth. I will not put on deodorant and I will definitely not put on a pair of eyelashes for anyone that is not worthy of this, of this. And at this point in time, there, there are no worthy opponents, boys. So I, I will make the decision. When the time comes, who my first opponent will be as champion. I, I love the bravery that you're displaying by just saying, to hell with it. I am going to defend both championships. But have you ever considered perhaps auditioning a partner? What if you had like the Chelsea Green Invitational Tag Team Partner Tournament or Battle Royal or sing off I, I don't know whatever I'm thinking I'm thinking we do Chelsea's got talent boom I'm gonna need a buzzer and a very very comfy chair but I I think I think that could work I think that could work to find my next you know either either my next opponent or my next worthy tag partner we do. Chelsea's Got Talent, and they audition. Love it. I think it's a license to print. Money's there if you need. That's it. You have to be a. You have to be a well-rounded human to be my partner. Because look at all the things um, that I'm good at. Right? You can't just be a one-dimensional wrestler. You have to be good at everything, boys. I am taking French lessons right now. Okay. When I tell you I am well-rounded, I am just a sphere of a human. A sphere. Wow. Of a human, KP. You hear that? You're not a normie a sphere, like me, Chelsea. A full three-dimensional yeah. sphere. She didn't say a circle. Nope. She's not a circle. She is a sphere. Perfectly rounded. Well-rounded like a... on every side. I, I right. absolutely love it. I love it. If you need like a Simon Cowell on your panel, I would be honored to uh, occupy that spot. How many roles are you auditioning for on this very show? Like you're you're offering to deliver Logan Paul's prime for him? KP. And now this? I'm a renaissance man. Have some I'll do it all. Graves. I will host a podcast. I will call SmackDown. I will judge the Chelsea Green Invitational, whatever she decides on. Chelsea's got talent. I, I'm, I'll do it all. I'll wear many the hats, U-U, KP. The U-U-W-W-T-T-C Invitational. The Utica. The Utica Championship Invitational. I mean, what more do you want? This needs to happen, by the way. The, like, you talk about it. After the bell has a habit, Corey Graves, of speaking things into existence. This needs to happen. Chelsea's got talent. It's got to happen. 
Chelsea's got talent. It's it's we're we're putting it out there. We are manifesting and we love a little manifestation. We love a little manifestation, KP. Catch that? I love it. I love it too. Chelsea, before we let you go about your business as champion, we know you have a very, very busy schedule ahead of you. Uh, any last words for the after the bell faithful slash WWE universe uh, regarding why they should continue to believe in Chelsea as the tag team champions? I mean, I think they already know. So far, I am the best thing to hit this women's division. They are always entertained. They are always shown the the most fashionable outfits, the best makeup, the best hair. I mean, they're seeing, you know, Oscar-worthy acting every single week. So I don't know that I need to say anything. I think they're just going to continue to be fans of me because that's what they do. So thank you for being my number one fan, everybody. We are truly living in the good old days with Chelsea Green. Chelsea, where can the uh, After the Bell listeners find you on social media? We know you're extremely active in that world. I sure am at I'm Chelsea Green and at Chelsea A. Green. And I now have TikTok, but I have no idea what my handle is. So you're just going to have to go ahead and find the only verified Chelsea Green that exists. There it is. Make sure it's the verified Chelsea Green. None of these imposters, none of these frauds oh. and uh. faux champions. Uh. I'm, yeah, she's getting she's getting sick, KP. We got to stop right now. I mean, we don't Are you on her. TikTok, Gravy? Absolutely not. I'm not on TikTok. I will make an appearance on TikTok, though, if we get Chelsea's Got Talent. Let's speak that into the, inter- into the universe. Use the hashtag after the bell. Tag Chelsea. Tag me. Tag KP. We need Chelsea's Got Talent to be a thing. Let's try this little experiment here on After the Bell. See if anybody actually pays attention to what the hell we talk about for an hour at a time every week. Let's get Chelsea's Got Talent trending. Let's tag Adam Pierce, tag WWE, tag everybody. And make sure you're following us at After the Bell, WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find KP at Kev underscore Egan. Listen for free. Wherever you get your podcast, just search After the Bell and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Full episodes of ATB every Monday on the official WWE YouTube channel. And we'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE After the Bell. What was it? The Uwutuka champion? Uwutuka Invitational. Love it.